This is Devontae Booker, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. I am here, of course, with Byron Lambert. And Byron right now is in beautiful Denver, Colorado. Or Byron, is Broncos training camp in actually Denver, Colorado? You've been for the last, is it three years, four years? Is it actually, I've, I've never been. Is it actually in Denver proper? Technically, Inglewood. I believe it's, is, it's definitely Denver, MSA, but it's southeast Denver on the outskirts. It's Inglewood. It's considered like the Dove Valley Business Park. Um, it's a really quite lovely area for training camp, man. They're really getting to know me out here. I had a long, long talk <laughs> with the director of media relations today. Well, as as a matter that, of fact, how, I'm, I'm invited is, back. What, is the, what does the director of media relations for the Denver Broncos have to say to the to the guy that's there with roster watch? <laughs> he well, we we talked a little fly fishing, of course. He said his dad is real into that, lives out in the mountains in Colorado. But uh, we talked. Well, we talked a lot. We talked about the running back situation. We talked about the offensive line. We talked about how they're trying to kick Minelik Watson into guard to competition at guard. Uh, which talk, we talked sense. about. We talked yeah. about how much better Case Keenum looked than any of the quarterbacks there before. We talked about Paxton Lynch's progress. And guys, we got to be quiet about this on a pod. We need to keep. We need to keep good relations with the Broncos staff. So we're not trying to let too much out of the you know out of the bag here from the things that they've you know passed on to us. But we're certainly welcome to come back during the season. Uh, for in-season media coverage if we'd like. Um, so that's that's good news because we're hoping to do way more of that this year and beyond. Let me ask you this, Byron. Let's just start out by saying, uh, with, like, I think we need to start out with some housekeeping and just say this. You guys are pro members who are listening to this. And so I'm not going to give any pitch about going to rosterwatch.com and getting a pro membership. Um, this, these are our pro podcasts. We're going to be bringing these to you throughout the month of August while we're on the training camp tour. And also, of course, in season with important podcasts for your roster management, like the waiver wire podcast, the trade cast, I think the DFS podcast, some of it that's still up in the air. We're still working through that internally, but the important part to note is that we are bringing a lot of our most important podcasts into our pro content. And so thank you guys for being pro members. We love you guys. We consider you friends. We consider you family. You guys are roster watch as much as we are. So we're a nation. Thank you all so much. Uh, And we hope that we can impart some information here today just to you and not to the rest of the world 
that is going to be usable, that is going to be functional, and it's going to be something that's going to help you in your fantasy football drafts and in your understanding of the fantasy football landscape as we move forward uh, through the preseason and into week one. So we have uh, Byron today was able to interview uh, three different members of the Denver Broncos uh, football team. The first one that he talked with was Emmanuel Sanders. I was thinking about you when I was there. Anyways, Byron Lambert here with Emmanuel Sanders, Denver Broncos wide receiver. Emmanuel, what's it like uh, having pads on here out here today, and what's your mindset going into the season? Uh, man, it felt good to just be out here and um, just smell football in the air and uh, handle the X's, O's, catch passes, um, make the crowd, you know, cheer, hold nine yards. So uh, I'm having a good time, you know, this year nine for me, and I feel good. I feel good mentally and physically, and, you know, I'm just optimistic about the season right now. How would you describe this version of the Broncos' offense? Uh, I think it's a, a take what the defense gives you type of offense. And, um, you, you know, Peyton had, had told me that. You know, I asked him, what does he think about his offense? And he said, all right, this is our type of offense that, you know, you, you got to take what the defense gives you. I think that's what Case is doing. And um, I, that's my mindset, and I'm understanding that. And um, now I'm just out here playing football, having fun, and, and I think it's showing. Emmanuel, let me ask you, you're an SMU guy. We saw Cortland Sutton out here making big plays, the rookie out of SMU uh, here with the Broncos as well. What would you tell the franchise about Sutton coming out of SMU? I had to tell him none. I mean, he put it on the film. Uh, and man, he's a big-time talent, man. I'm telling you, that guy, his ceiling is so high. He's going to be an incredible player for for a lot of years. And, um, you know, I just pray the guy stays healthy. And, and if he does, man, who knows where or the direction he might go with his career. All right, so there you have it. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders uh, chopping it up with Byron at uh, training camp for the Denver Broncos. Byron, what have you seen out of the wide receiver core? What do you take away from what Emmanuel Sanders said? Uh, your general thoughts on the passing game there in Denver that has been one that has been honestly hindered in recent years by horrible quarterback play. Boy, couldn't you just hear the relief in his voice there in that interview? Just well, like, well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you be? <laughs> wouldn't you be relieved? I mean, right. Just a guy that sounds rejuvenated, a breath of fresh air, just excited about football and super calm and, and, um, just excited. You know, he keeps talking about how he's a nine-year veteran, but you feel like this is a guy who's reinvented himself. He's become a pescatarian in the offseason, much like... That's a... That's... That's... Pescatarian... That's fish only, huh? Yes. Whole wild fish is all that he eats now. He said he really... Whole wild... Hold on. Hold on. What? Whole wild fish? Well, like... Yeah, wild fish. Like something you'd find at Whole Foods. Something considered a whole food. Just, oh, okay, okay. You know what okay. I mean? And yeah. uh, oh, well, I, no, I thought you meant at the beginning, like he's he's eating the you know, eating the eating the sack of eggs and the you know the shit you got out of the middle. Like he eats the whole fish. He's not doing that, right? I mean, like Whole Foods and fish <laughs> right, right. are what he's into, and it's wild right. fish that he's into right now. And I don't mean to get off on too much of a tangent with that, but I mean I've been out here three years in a row, and it's just the buzz out here and you see it on his face. You hear it when you're talking to Emmanuel Sanders. He's the guy that just, he's rejuvenated and you see it on the field. He's been going absolutely bananas throughout training camp to date per all of the inside media sources that we trust here in Denver. And what I saw today was Emmanuel Sanders putting on an electric show 
a guy with already a ton of chemistry with Case Keenum. Guys, we've been predicting this for months. We said Emmanuel Sanders would be the Stefan Diggs with, with Case Keenum. And as a matter of fact, I think he has more upside than even the production that Diggs put up last year, which was still sub 1,000 uh, yards. You heard what Emmanuel Sanders there said there. It's very interesting. He said that he asked Peyton Manning. He said what Peyton Manning told him prior to this conversation uh, to expect out of a Case Keenum offense was going to be a take what the defense gives you offense. This is something like Peyton Manning called Emmanuel Sanders up after they signed Case Keenum and said, hey, this is the type of offense it's going to be. And Sanders says after um, – uh, to, after, that's, that's so interesting on, after, on so many different levels. After this time together in training camp, he says that's really becoming clear to him that that's absolutely the definition and characterization of what this offense will be. And guys, that's the perfect kind of offense for a receiver like Emmanuel Sanders. He, think about the way that he was with Peyton Manning. That was a take. That was a Peyton Manning who was taking what the defense gave him, and that's when we loved. Emmanuel Sanders so much. I cannot overstate it. I'll be back at Broncos camp uh, again tomorrow, and we'll have another look. But, guys, I'm telling you, Emmanuel Sanders was going bananas all over the yard, making highlight real plays today. He's clearly the wide receiver that you want to own in Denver. He's going to be Case Keenum's number one. Demarius Thomas got almost no targets throughout the entirety of 11-on-11s today. And, 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 guys... This makes us feel so good about all the exposure that we've had to Emmanuel Sanders in the offseason in best ball. You guys saw that the day is finally come where the original standard three-step draft cheat sheet has come to life at rosterwatch.com today for you guys. Emmanuel Sanders is built into that thing high where we're getting good exposure to him. But 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 let me tell you, we're gonna we're we're going to stay, have to stay a little bit at the head of the curve here because, as usual, we're always way out in front. The cat is starting to poke its head out of the bag. He's got a little more room to rise on the cheat sheet. I've built that in. Um, but let me tell you, Alex, Emmanuel Sanders looked fantastic. And then the other thing you heard there from him was how impressed he is with Cortland Sutton. And, Alex, I got to tell you, man, this Broncos offense is absolutely loaded at the skill positions top to bottom. Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton, putting on a show right off the bat as wow. rookies. Are you fucking shit? This is because it's unbelievable. I had no idea I was gonna get on this goddamn podcast after a long day, like and 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 hear this. You didn't tell me this pre-show. Like this is crazy. Wow. Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton putting on a highlight reel show time and time again today. Wow, that's just fucking, that's nuts. Even, I mean, even with the ones, even with the ones, with Case Keenum, of course, they're, they're running with the twos and the threes as well, but with their reps with the ones with Keenum, those guys went off. Deshaun Hamilton, the ultimate technician, showing mega separation. Really? Oh, all right, hold oh. on. No, 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 hold on. Deshaun Hamilton, well, we didn't, th- we didn't think he was the ultimate tech. He was good, and sh- he was good from everything that we were told at Shrine Game practices. I think I remember look- thinking he looked good in the Shrine Game, but I thought Darius Fountain looked a little bit better. Uh, uh, the trash Darius man, Fountain- the trash man, and his evaluations thought Deshaun Hamilton was a stud route runner, separator, and technician coming out. And look, we always give some homage. 
some weight to the intelligence from the community that we trust, that we work within. And there was a lot of momentum for Deshaun Hamilton from guys we trust, from Daniel Jeremiah on to many other people as Deshaun Hamilton well, I mean, being no, a very I mean, polished Patrick, Patrick technical Wu? receiver. Patrick Wu? I mean, do you remember what, 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 you know, he's now with the Tennessee Titans, but do you remember what he was saying at the Senior Bowl about Deshaun Hamilton? I mean, I, I think that guys like, guys like that are, you know, those guys are, those guys are plugged in, man. Like, so, if, you know, if he's a late call up to the Senior Bowl, they were all happy to have him there. I get it. I just, for me, I just, I, I find it interesting. I just, it's another thing that blows my mind, man, that you're saying, you're calling Deshaun Hamilton the ultimate technician. I'm just not sure that I saw that out of, at, at, at Senior Bowl. Uh, let me ask you this about the, about the wide receiver group. I mean, we've had for the last probably three years – such a concentrated um, target share there. It has been – the targets have been funneled to Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas without any other auxiliary outlets to speak of. Uh, do, you, do you think that Cortland Sutton or Deshaun Hamilton might show well in – like, did you ever see him out there with three wide receivers on, 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 on the field at all? Or was there a tight end of consequence doing anything? Oh, yeah, definitely three wide receiver sets. Certainly getting Jake Butt involved as an explosive and vertical move type tight end. Troy Fumagalli back in the action as a similar type player. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're, they're running three wide receiver sets. Keenum's fully capable of it, and they've got the personnel to do it. With that stable of wide receivers, they have to. There's no way they can leave Sutton and Hamilton on the bench. Let me tell you this. Cortland Sutton is going to disintegrate cornerback three, fours, and fives in the NFL. This year? This year? In, in spots this year, he will. In spots. Yeah. I just, very, I find, very promising I for Dynasty. Inter- I, fu- I just find it interesting, man, because yeah, that's another thing. It's like it, everything feels like it's flipped on its head. Because Cortland Sutton was too raw. He was falling down during his out routes that we even taped, and they're up for all of Roster Watch Nation at rosterwatch.com during SMU Pro Day. Yeah, but they're going to limit his playbook early, get him involved in the right spots where he can succeed. And you made the astute point after SMU Pro Day. You went back and evaluated the film I shot. And you said, look, Cortland Sutton took a lot of instruction, but he was a quick learner. He got better throughout that Pro Day with every rep and every piece of instruction I believe that's true. He's a high character, high IQ football player. Uh, boy, when he gets his, when he don't want to get him out across a defender in the middle of the field with room to run, he's going to hurt you bad. And he showed out as a big time red zone threat today. So very concerned about Demarius Thomas in fantasy, a guy who has been totally off our radar in fantasy for a couple of years. None Completely, of you, yeah. none of you who have ever used our tools. Have ever owned any Demarius. shares of Demarius Thomas in recent years, but nonetheless, he's still a name value player that's going to push other players down in drafts that we like a whole lot more. We've been in on Emmanuel Sanders. We're still in on him, and our dynasty fortunes for Deshaun Hamilton, Cortland Sutton on a big, big uptick. Those are two guys I'll be looking to potentially toy with their positioning on the latest update to the dynasty rookie draft cheat sheet. We'll have up for you guys um, after I put some more uh, Broncos intelligence in the books tomorrow. Let's sum up the wide receiver position and let me try it. And you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Okay. All right. So 
things looked greatly improved with Case Keenum in town over the over the quarterbacks that they've had in tow ever since Peyton Manning left. That Demarius Thomas with an ADP of 47 is going so basically end of the fourth round is a crazy pick to make in fantasy because Emmanuel Sanders has an ADP of 90, which is more towards the middle of the what eighth, eighth round. So you're talking about the end of the fourth, middle of the eighth. We should also take into account that Case Keenum to Adam Thielen last year, a similar uh, very technical player out of the slot that could uh, create space in those intermediate areas, like Emmanuel Sanders, who works with the same trainer, David Robinson, that Antonio Brown and some of the best in the National Football League work with. It's just a bit, it's a better value. It's been a better value. We've been getting Emmanuel Sanders hand over fist. And then the interesting thing about the wide receivers is that Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton are both showing out, looking strong to start, despite the fact they were thought of by many as, especially in Sutton's case, a player that was going to be developmental coming in and a player that was not going to see much action coming in. We might see more three wide receiver sets where those guys are involved. Anything else to add as far as the wide receivers, or is that recap it okay? That was perfect. All right. Uh, so now, the more the, I think the most important part, and again, thank you for tuning in. This is the first pro podcast that we've had for our pro members at rosterwatch.com. Uh, uh, hope you enjoy it, and hope you can take away uh, some some usable ideas from this as you uh, think about your fantasy football drafts coming up in the upcoming season. About the running back position, let's just talk about the ADPs first, because first I want to talk. Uh, about kind of where these players are going. So Royce Freeman, uh, the rookie out of Oregon, going currently with an ADP of 77. You can always get him. You can sometimes even get him later than that because 77 is the eighth round. You can get him towards the end of the eighth, kind of the ninth round at times. Uh, Devontae Booker with an ADP of 118. So Devontae Booker, a player you can get in more in the you know 11th, 12th round area. Um should I even bring up D'Angelo Henderson? Is there anything to say about this guy, Byron? Oh, he's a roster lock. Yes, you have to bring up D'Angelo Henderson. D'Angelo Henderson's ADP is free. You can get him uh, anywhere that you want to in any fantasy drafts. Byron was able to talk to uh, Royce Freeman, the rookie coming in, about what it's like being there in Denver camp. Let's go to it. Byron Lambert here with Broncos rookie running back Royce Freeman. Royce, what was it like having the pads on today? Uh, it felt great. It gives us a chance to do do more things, be a little bit more physical with one another, and we just got to continue to build off that. What is your mindset coming into this season? Uh, I'm just going to come out here and compete. Um, do whatever the coaches ask me to do, and uh, you know, help the team in whatever way I can, go out there and win ball games. And Royce, what do you think about this running back room? A competitive, definitely. We're all competitive. We're all here, you know, trying to make each other better, listening to Coach Modkins and um, trying to improve every day at practice. Okay, so there, there you have Royce Freeman giving his take on the upcoming season. Let's hear that now uh, correspondingly versus what Devontae Booker was able to tell Byron. Byron Lambert here with Broncos running back Devontae Booker. Devontae, how was it having the pads on today, and what's your mindset going into this season? Uh, it was good. Uh, first day of pads, everybody just trying to get their nose wet and uh, 
basically it's just it's, it's the same every year. Um, put pads on it's football at the end of the day. So, um, you know, we're just going after it, getting after it against the defense, and it's a pretty solid day. How would you describe this year's version of the Broncos' offense? Um, I say we, 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 we can be electric at all on all cylinders, uh, just with the, the guys we got in the running back room, the guys we got our receivers, the rookies uh, receivers. It's, it's like we, we got, you know, Case. Everything looks good, you know, and uh, we just, you know, working to mesh all that uh, up together. Well, there you have it, man. Byron, how do we, <laughs> what, are we what are we doing with this backfield? How do we make nuts and bolts of it? Is it going to be a, a disaster of a committee to deal with all year? Will it be a situation where Devontae Booker looks more polished right now because he should look more polished? And as the time goes by, the cream rises to the top with Royce Freeman. Is this something where we, it's just a simple wait and see. What do you think? Well, to the audio first, I think you can hear that Royce Freeman is a no-nonsense kind of guy, ready to compete. You got to love that out of your rookies. And what you can hear out of Devontae Booker is a veteran mentality out of a young player that the coaching staff probably loves. So look, the golden son, Royce Freeman, he looked really, really good today. The problem is, though, so did everybody else. This is a guaranteed running back by committee, at least to begin the season early. Uh, we told you that from Seattle camp last year. Absolutely turned out to be true. We're telling you the same thing this year from Broncos camp. Guy, My feeling has been all along, uh, and Royce Freeman's ADP was a little higher in best ball where a little bit sharper players uh, right there post-draft. Since the minute he was drafted to Denver, I've thought Royce Freeman's upside has been built into his ADP. Not a guy I've really seen that much value on uh, in drafts to, to date. And this is coming from a guy who loves Royce Freeman. Super high on Royce Freeman throughout the evaluation and NFL draft process. Um, Royce Freeman, definitely the biggest bodied running back of the group. Uh, he was the most powerful in 11 on 11s, but he's not a Mack truck. And, and you know what? That's what you saw on tape. He wasn't a Nick Chubb uh, on tape in terms of the power on contact. He was powerful, but at the same size, he, he wasn't as explosive on the finish as Nick Chubb, but sufficient. So we saw a powerful player, definitely the biggest body of the group. Like he definitely is a player. How does he, how does he look out there? He's definitely a player and a body that they don't have. Um, you know, out on the field, Alex, he looked exactly the same way that he looked on the tape. Great feet for a big man, great lateral agility. He was looking for work and pass protection. He was tough on contact, hard to bring down. He made plays up the middle. He made plays to the outside. So I saw everything I saw on the tape at Oregon except for the hands. The hands were a little shaky today, but we'll be back tomorrow to have a second look at that. It, it was the first day in pads. The hands a, are fine. He's the a rookie. Are fine. They're fine. Uh, we'll give him a uh, a pass on that. The way I look at this is that the season is going to begin. We'll get to Booker in a second. This, the season is going to begin with Booker and Freeman splitting first and second down work and Booker and Henderson splitting the third down work. As the season progresses... I expect Royce 
to seize a higher snap percentage, begin to seize that first and second down roll, start to push Booker uh, to more of the third down back. And look, through drills, Devontae Booker was exceptionally smooth catching footballs out of the backfield to the perimeter, up the middle, screens, everything. You could tell that's his cup of tea. The team yeah, is very... Is it, is it different than last year? Yeah, well, you know, I think the year before that, we saw flashes out of Booker. And I'm not sure last year was the proper uh, reflection I mean, that he was entirely healthy. What I will say, though, is when you watch him run drills, when you watch Henderson, when you watch Freeman, when you watch Booker, Henderson does, like we all know, he has the stiffest, he's stiffer. His feet are the worst of the three. His lateral agility is the lowest of those three backs. Is it that or is it that or is it, or is it not being as comfortable? Because that can affect that stuff. Well, what I'll tell you is he's, he has an excellent one cut, though. He's got an excellent one cut. So to me, this is going to come down to vision. We know Royce Freeman has good vision. We're going to need to see what kind of vision that Devontae Booker has. If he doesn't have it, he's going to lose that first and second down roll. He's a lock to play on third down at minimum this year. And like I said, he's going to begin the season. It's going to be he and Freeman splitting first and second down work. And then Booker is going to also be splitting third down work with Henderson early uh, so, you know, Booker probably with the largest role of those three guys uh, to, to begin the season. Booker made his fair share of plays in the running game, too, um, today. And then Henderson, D'Angelo Henderson, very quick feet, tons of first-team reps, a willing player in pass protection, good lateral agility, good hands, you know, he's definitely a little bit more of a, you know, what we like to say, jaggish, just a guy than those other two. You know, he's, he's, he's not a high replacement value guy in the NFL. But I've been told from insiders there in Denver that he is an absolute roster lock. So that is what the top of that's looking like, Alex. And then the big surprise of camp. The talk of camp, the veterans love this kid. Number two, homegrown, local intelligence here out of CU. Number two, Philip Lindsay. The talk of training camp, the coaches love him. They want to use him as that popular new, quote unquote, web back, whatever back that we're hearing about uh, quite a bit around the league right now. They see him as kind of an Austin Eckler for their roster here in Denver, a guy that is either going to make the team. What about, what about D'Angelo Henderson? Is he not their Austin Eckler? He can't be. No, he's different. He's more of a Sproles. And that's, I mean, that's probably an overstatement, but more of a Sproles type player. Whereas Philip Lindsay, more of an Eckler. So this team is going to be either looking to, to keep four running backs or praying to God that he slips through waiver claims and makes their practice squad. Uh, Philip Lindsay, a player they're also really high on here. So there's four running backs in the mix. This is a uh, certain committee to begin the season. Devontae Booker is going to begin the season with the biggest role of the group. 
I expect Freeman to have the opportunity to seize first and second down as the season progresses. Uh, but Alex, this is a situation you're either going to want to stay away from or, you know, if Devontae Booker's ADP stays depressed, you know, like I say, in these situations, I'm interested in the guy that has the most teeth and the latest ADP. And you can begin to make that argument for Booker right now. We'll be back tomorrow uh, to have another look at that, uh, you know, for sure before we make any definitive conclusions. But through one day of pads, all of that was pretty pretty clear and the sentiment around the building seemed to match. Do you think that you might be falling once again for the Devontae Booker banana in the tailpipe like we've fallen into for DFS on a few different occasions? I don't because if you listen to Devontae Booker, man, he was really – he was he, he was really good with his roster watch media obligations.